Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Mervyn O'Callaghan from Cameramatics was recently announced as Enterprise Ireland's High Potential Startup Founder of the Year. Mervyn joins us now to discuss his award-winning business and why he believes that it could reach a valuation of billions. Mervyn, before we discuss Cameramatics, I'd like to start by delving into your own background. Good morning, Carl. Yes, so I suppose um, I'm traditionally trained as a, an accountant, um, although I never formally worked in a, a normal finance role. Um, my career kind of started in investment banking over in the UK with Morgan Stanley, um, focusing on the telecoms industry. I then moved from there, started working with Carphone Warehouse. I eventually moved back to Ireland with Carphone Warehouse and became managing director. I was, I think, 27 at the time. And then when I left Carphone Warehouse, I started working myself in setting up my own business and I suppose the kind of early entry into this this whole market that we're currently in, which is fleet safety and kind of driver protection. Now, it was your experience within the fleet industry which provided you with the idea for Cameramatics, but specifically, what problem were you trying to solve? Yeah, so, so we, we had set up a business called eDrive, which was based out of Waterford, um, but predominantly supported about 60 to 70 different technology firms providing solutions to fleet companies across the UK and Ireland. Um, and we basically were their technical support and also their customer, their first-line customer support. And that really gave us an insight to what products were, were working well, what products weren't working well, but more importantly, from a customer perspective, what their expectations were. At the time, everything was around telematics and collecting large pieces of data. What we actually did is we, we were looking at and saying, you know, the data is great, but you can never be definitive by analysing data. So how do we make this definitive and actually far more insightful for the companies to use the system and use the data and maximise the operational efficiencies they can get from that? Provide us with an insight into what has happened recently in London with the introduction of the direct vision standards. Yes, yeah, from a, a cameramatics perspective, the direct vision standards is a real, you know, it's a real opportunity for us. Um, this is all around protecting cyclists and vulnerable road users, you know, walkers, pedestrians, uh, runners. And it's, it's around densely populated areas where large commercial vehicles are driving. And the UK government have brought out a situation now where you must have camera technology fitted to your vehicle in order to drive in the greater London area if your vehicle is over three and a half tonnes, so any of the kind of larger vehicles. That initiative then has been kind of copied by a lot of the European um, cities. So we've, we've, in the last couple of months, Frankfurt have announced they're going to do something similar. And France is saying that they're looking to do something similar for all of their main cities. And within the US market, there's about 13 states that have signed up to what's called the Vision Zero, um, which is the US on road users and they can protect them. So kind of copying similar, similar initiatives around using, I suppose, intelligent computer vision and camera technology within commercial vehicles. Marvin, is it true to say that these new guidelines, these new standards, this new legislation and these regulations are an absolute game changer for cameramatics? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's you know this is going to make this is going to make our solution um, almost mandatory. It's it's been driven 
it's been driven on many sides. So from a customer perspective, it's driven by, you know, the, the, the operational benefits, the, the reduced accidents, the improved safety. But it's also then been driven from, from mandatory requirements from government initiatives and also from insurance companies. So it's, it's really going to be the way moving forward. You know, you won't get insured unless you have this technology and you won't be allowed to drive within certain cities unless you have this technology. And you probably won't be able to compete against your competitors unless you have this type of technology as well. So provide us with an insight into Cameramatics, what it does and how the technology actually works. We install some cameras into the vehicle. It's, the system itself is all modular and configurable. So we can have anything from one camera up to, you know, we fitted out buses into the double-decker buses into the UK with 16 cameras on them. And basically we run software which is analysing the live video. So essentially it's like having somebody else in the vehicle um, looking out around identifying potential risks. So we can, we can monitor and if the vehicle is getting too close to the vehicle in front and stopping distances are reduced to an unsafe level, we can warn the driver. If you're changing lane and haven't put on your indicator, so you veered over the lane, maybe it wasn't intentional, we warn the driver. If he picks up the mobile phone or she picks up the mobile phone, we can create an alert and say, you know, don't use your mobile phone while driving. We can identify from eye movement whether the driver is getting um, tired. We can look and see if they're distracted. So they're looking in a different direction that the vehicle is moving for more than a certain period of time. We've a whole range of additional safety features that we're interacting with the driver, but we're also recording all of that. Plus, you know, are you breaking the speed limit? Are you accelerating too hard? Are you going around corners too quickly? Are you anticipating danger properly? And all of that to then is provided back to the company to help them analyze, improve feedback to drivers and also improve, you know, from their side, improve the service that they can give to their customers. If this type of standard and requirement is coming in by countries right across the world, is it not just a matter of time before manufacturers of vehicles over three and a half tonnes will be fitted with this or similar technology direct from the factory? Yeah, it's a very good point. I think, you know, when you look at what the manufacturers are doing, a lot of manufacturer technology is focused around providing um, an aid to the driver. So it's, it's helping the driver. The data never gets captured. So if you have a driver that doesn't, you know, it, it's been warned that you're changing lanes without putting on your indicator, but he continues to do that. That information isn't collected or shared anywhere. Um, so it's the trend in the data and the analysis of the data that's really important. So we see the business evolve. And at the moment, we're installing our hardware into the vehicles because vehicles become sophisticated enough hardware. As developing and more and more sensitive to vehicles, our software will sit on top of that and we'll take direct feeds from the vehicle and, and feed that into our system and we will do the analysis and provide all of the feedback back to the company. Another really important part is that most companies don't just run one particular type or model of vehicle. So they have a whole range of vehicles from, from different manufacturers. So if you want to benchmark your data or you want to see where all your vehicles are on a map or you want to do route optimization um, or any kind of benchmarking or comparisons of data, different manufacturers will have different criteria, different ways of analyzing, different ways of scoring. So you'll still need a centralized system to be able to record all of that information and sit on top 
of all of that data. And you did mention earlier about insurance requirements. What are the insurance requirements today that are being imposed on companies that are running commercial fleets around recording this type of data and providing it to them? Yes, yeah, so I suppose insurance companies are now kind of realising that, you know, they spent a long time looking at telematics data and trying to analyse telematics data and to see how they could use that to reduce down their, their risk and their exposure and their 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 claims ultimately. Um, with our technology, because of the way we're able to put video on top of that, it makes it it makes it very definitive so it can be used in court. And the, the, the allocation of blame becomes very definite in it. So from an insurance perspective, it's very, very powerful um, data. There's a whole section within the system as well around vehicle roadworthiness and, and kind of it really manages the company's approach to risk and what they're doing about it. So by having a company that follows our system and uses all of the different modules, it really shows that they're serious about safety, serious about making sure that they're reducing down their exposure and serious about having the best drivers, which is music to an insurance company's ears. In terms of where they're currently at, a lot of insurance companies, what they're doing at the moment is giving incentives or discounts to companies that are using the technology. We have a couple of initiatives that we'll be announcing in the next couple of months with some of the larger insurance companies um, where they're really pushing for this kind of risk management approach. Um, but I think it's only a matter of time before this becomes compulsory across across all all commercial vehicles. This is going to become the norm if you want to get insured. In terms of the importance and the value of the data that's been collected through cameramatics, are you finding that companies are analysing that data, they're putting the resources and time and effort into analysing it? And if so, what type of savings are they then accruing? Yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing that we have within the system in terms of you know, making sure that customers are, are, are really using that data to the utmost and, and getting the, the return they should be. Typically, you know, I suppose our, the way our solution is, is, is kind of sold, so it's almost like a mobile phone contract. It typically is a three to five year contract. So it's a charge an amount per vehicle per month. Most customers, if they're using the system completely, will get a return within seven months. Those savings vary across reduction in accidents off the road time, reduction in insurance premiums, improved operational efficiencies and reductions in, in, in costs and route optimization. Fuel consumption is a big one. We, we, we can impact on fuel consumption because the more you impact on driver behaviour and improve driver behaviour, the biggest, biggest impact of that is reduction in fuel consumption. Um, and even just the whole administration around your fleet and all the documentation and paperwork and the compliance reporting and requirements. You know, we, we automate and digitize an awful lot of that. So in a lot of cases, they're able to, you know, they may have had six or seven people in an admin function. They now maybe only need two or three. Marvin, there's no doubt this is a global opportunity for cameramatics. But is there also an opportunity here to license your technology to manufacturers of heavy vehicles directly? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge opportunity for us as well. We, we've already started, we sell our product through the, the manufacturers' networks in, in, in a lot of countries that we're in at the moment. Um, we've already started integrating into their, into their technology. So we're actually taking the feeds from, from, from the vehicle and their data from the vehicle as well as our, our own data that we're capturing. Um, so I think as we move forward, I think that, that, that 
is a potentially huge opportunity. We we we, need, we do work with a you know a number of manufacturers more in the specialised um, specialised areas. So we've just we've just um, been involved in there was a production of 238 brand new buses going into into London, double decker buses going into London, where we worked with the manufacturer to fit out our system prior to delivery. So during during the actual build of the buses. Um, similarly, we've just done a deal with a, a company that makes cranes um, and there's an order for a, a whole fleet of new cranes and they're all being built with our technology pre-fitted. So it's becoming more and more the norm. And what is the realistic scale of this opportunity for your company? The market size is absolutely huge. Um, you know, it's, it's every company that has someone in their company driving a vehicle um, is a potential target. So across all sectors... In every country in the world, that's that's the, the scale of the opportunity. The industry itself, you know, it's, it's all this talk around autonomous driving and all of these areas. You know, as, as we kind of move towards towards those sectors, being able to analyse and having live information back from vehicles is going to become more and more important. Um, and being able to tell where the if something does go wrong, what causes it to go wrong, because that's where the liability is going to sit. It's going to become really, really important as well. So, you know, some people would say, well, surely with autonomous driving, you're not going to need any of this technology. It's actually the opposite. You're going to need you're going to need more and more of this type of technology and this type of analytics to be able to identify um, and see what actually happened. And as Cameramatics becomes a global company, are you seeing new entrants coming in to compete against you? And if so, how are you protecting the business and managing to stay ahead? Yeah, the sector itself is, is pretty new. So a lot of the competition within the sector are would be traditional telematics companies that would have been, you know, a lot of them would have been in existence for quite a while now. They're all in a mad scramble to catch up from a technology perspective. But it's quite a leap from them to go to where we are from from, from the type of technology that they currently have, the whole infrastructure, their whole approach and... Um, is really fundamentally different. Um, there is one or two competitors that we have that are, there's, there's one competitor that we have in the States and they are, they're trading, I think, six years now. I think they're the fastest growing company in the world. They've raised, within those six years, they've raised a billion dollars in funding and they're currently valued at about seven billion. So we would see them as our main competition. New entrants, it's very hard. The technology is, is, you know, it's complicated technology. Really, our core kind of advantage in the market is, is really our insight. Those 12 or 13 years that we had working with all the technology providers really gave us that insight and the customer feedback that we were getting. You know, we, we built our technology from the customer back. A lot of the competition have built the technology and are trying to apply it to an industry. And based on the growth potential of this business and the overall industry, is it likely that your business could become an acquisition target in the future? That's definitely a, that's definitely likely. You know, we we are four and a half years trading uh, so far, and we've probably had six or seven offers to acquire us already. You know, so I would say that at the moment I'm probably having two or three conversations with US-based either private equity or um, industry, strategic kind of industry acquirers all the time. And what's holding you back from agreeing to a sale? Price is not big enough. 
<laughs> we see that we see the size of the opportunity. We're we're far too early in our journey. You know, the 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 opportunity here is huge. This this has the opportunity to be, you know, not just a not just a couple of hundred million valuation business. This has the opportunity to be billions, and that's that's kind of where we're targeting. You know, so we're only starting our journey. So to to jump now, it's it's, it's far too early. Some of the offers that have come through, we could all easily retire and never have to work again. But uh, there's no fun in that. <laughs> and on a related note, you were recently awarded the High Potential Startup Founder of the Year Award by Enterprise Ireland. No small accolade, I have to say, but what do award wins mean to you and the team? They're great. I think it's a real recognition for for everyone within the business, you know, within a startup, particularly the sector we're in and the, the growth phase that we're in. It's, it can be hard work. It can be hard for people to come in. You know, particularly if people come in and they're used to very structured roles and things not changing, um, it can be a real difficult in, environment. And I think seeing these kind of awards, this kind of recognition really shows to people that we're doing something different and something special. And, you know, we've been lucky enough. I think we've, within the, the last couple of years, we were a we were finalists in the uh, Ernest & Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, we've just won, as you mentioned, the... the HPSU Founder of the Year. We were also a, a, a finalist in the uh, US Shark Tank um, for disruptive technology. And we've probably won about another 25 to 30 different industry-related or technology-related awards. So it's a, it's a real, it's, it's a real to me, that's a real shout-out to everybody else and what they're doing within the business. Now, finally this morning, Mervyn, with a presence in Ireland, the UK, the US and mainland Europe, where is the next wave of growth going to come from? Well, interestingly, we've just, um, we've just hired, he just started two weeks ago, our first um, employee in the UAE. And um, so he started there and we see a big opportunity over there. We've, we've already um, engaged with a number of, of, of kind of government um, associations over there around, you know, they're, they're quite strict rules and that so you know our, our system could work really well over there and um, so that's definitely a huge opportunity for us we've also in the, we're in the process of registering a company in Australia Well if you've just tuned in that was Mervyn O'Callaghan from Cameramatics and of course my favourite businesses are those that have a legislative driver behind them and Cameramatics certainly ticks that box I will be watching this business with interest Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.